A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips Tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Culture. I'm Adam from What Culture, and I just played that. Joined by Adam Nicholas and Phil Chambers from What. All right, I'll admit it. Okay, I don't have a stylophone thing. Uh, massive thank you to Jacob Mezzanetti who sent us this week's ago, and I completely forgot to use it. And now, Jacob. Because of the expression on these two boys' faces, we are definitely going to do a quiz where Jacob plays wrestler themes in the next hey, week. Yeah. Because he's had a lot of fun with it. Can I play this? I'm not sure if you're able to hear this, but let me just play this that he made as well. It's a bloody good quiz, isn't it? We're not, not like, quite yet. Anyway. As I said, I'm Adam. it's also a very good job that I remembered that from Jacob Mezzanetti because I was about this close from singing A Punk by Vampire Weekend. So we we're all lucky that Jacob's done that this week. Anyway, I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Phil Chambers and Adam Nicholas. Uh, so all the goings on in wrestling this week. It's been quite a busy week, you know. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Cool Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. We review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Phil and Nicholas. Phil, it's been, it's been busy. It's been busy this week, it's fair to say, in the wrestling world. Just a little bit, yeah. Starting off with Money in the Bank and then... All the news in the world happening, <laughs> seemingly. Um, yeah, let's get to. Nicholas, where to begin? Uh, well, let's let's get your f- thoughts initially on Money in the Bank, because Phil's and I's were quite skewed, just being so jazzed to be back in the office. Mm-hmm. What did you make of Money in the Bank, mate? Yeah, I can imagine it would have been more skewed than usual, actually. Than, uh, live streams are usually difficult, but the fact that it was the first one back, I imagine, it was the best bit of you that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I think um, there was a lot of a lot of good stuff from there. There was a lot of stuff I wasn't so keen on, but also like what more can you ask? They made it feel huge, didn't they? I mean, you can't argue with that. It did feel huge, and like having the fans back was great. Seeing the reactions was great. I, in terms of money in the bank choices, Big E was just the moment of the night. Nice. Loved it, like really, really loved it. And you, you can't argue with the Nicky Ash one. I wouldn't. I think it would have been. Too early for me personally, but I actually think what a great moment because she was literally doing nothing and now she's the women's champion. And I think that's just amazing. That is a, two, literally two amazing nights for her back to back and fair play to her for having the creativity to come up with that character. 
Yeah, something but... coming from something that she pitched as well, like even more yeah. so that it's like she's was struggling doing absolutely nothing, getting forced to celebrate not losing to Rhea Ripley in two minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> and then this whole thing with something that she's pitched, she wanted to do, apparently mm. like been in the pipeline for like six months or something. And then it all culminating in these two massive moments. So it's good stuff. Yeah, I sort of alluded to it when we talked about being back in the office. We were very jazzed, like normally... <laughs> WWE pay-per-views start at 1am. I know, obviously, the kickoff show started at midnight, you know what I mean? And they start at 1am and they run till about half four. We are struggling, especially by the time we have to, you know, pack up and then do what went down. It's it's a struggle. I, I couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> I barely until about 7am. I was just bouncing off the walls. I kept turning to Phil saying, I'm, I'm not tired. I'm not, why am I not tired sort of thing? Um, it was, it was a show all over the place, Phil, uh, personified by the fact that the Mysterious walked through a vortex to get to <laughs> Money in the Bank. The Usos won the tag titles on the kickoff show. Nikki A.S.H. was, was I should say, Ms. Money in the Bank. Big E is Mr. Money in the Bank. It was a very eventful show, Phil. Yeah, I really, really want that portal thing explained to me because I still have absolutely no idea what the hell that was all about. Uh, but yeah, super jazzed to be back in the office. It's a world away from Hell in a Cell, at least, in terms of pay-per-view quality and how much we wanted to be uh, that show to be over and done with about halfway through <laughs> compared to this one, where we were like still jazzed right the way through the end. But yeah, you're not going to beat Biggie winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, his little celebration and his gyration, uh, the <laughs> crowd reaction and just everything is just absolutely perfect. And I cannot wait to see what happens with Biggie in that. Um, and yeah, like even like the, the women's match itself wasn't the best. I don't think we've ever seen. But like we say, the winner was good, at least unexpected. Um, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley somehow coming out with a banger of a match, even oh. though the crowd did not care at the beginning of it. And like, well, nothing in that storyline. They've told us to really care about this match at all. But it seemed like they just quite literally put a middle finger up to the fans and was like, yeah, OK, <laughs> we're going to go out there and have a great match. And they did. So it's like ups and downs, but yeah, I thought it was a good pay-per-view. I think, yeah, the best way to describe this pay-per-view is unpredictable because we went in, Phil, going, well, we were talking about what culture championship was, of course, on the line. And by the time we got organised and realised what was going on, we said, oh, we forgot to say it's not, it's not on the line for this kickoff show, but it doesn't matter because the title's not. Oh, bollocks, the users <laughs> have won. Title changes hands. Um, we were talking about, you know, probably going to be, I'm going to say her name like this because my thing in the room otherwise is going to kick off. It's probably going to be Little Miss Bliss winning the women's money in the bank match. If not that, I think I was saying maybe it could be Zelina Vega or something like that. Not, I didn't see anyone really online picking nope. Nikki A.S.H. Uh, the Bobby Lashley, Kofi Kingston match. Actually, I'd love to know your thoughts on a couple of these matches, um, Nicholas, because like Roman Reigns' edge kind of went the way we expected. It was long, but it went the way we expected. There was shenanigans with Seth Rollins. There was ref bumps. It was, you know, a war, blah, blah, blah. But like Big E winning Money in the Bank, not expected. Hoped for, but that we consider WWE's track record, not expected. Charlotte Blair and Rhea Ripley tearing the sodding house down, kicking the crap out of each other for a build for a match that's been built awfully for months. Great. And we've been told, in credit to WWE and Monday Night Raw in particular for this, we've been told, hey, so you're telling me there's a chance that Kofi Kingston could leave with the WWE Championship? Then Bobby murdered him. I have to say, I loved... Loved, loved, loved the Bobby Kofi match for what they did with Bobby. Like, that was the guy who I wanted to win the belt 
way back when. That was the man, the murderous Bobby Lashley. And then he wins the belt, and for so long, they spent ages undoing all that. And obviously, we start to see a little bit more. But man, oh man, what I mean, you've got to feel there's going to be some... It's planted some seeds, obviously. You would imagine, I guess we'll find out on SmackDown tonight, but you'd imagine there's a few seeds there being planted in the head of Big E who probably didn't enjoy watching his mate get absolutely murdered by Bobby Lashley. The Charlotte and Rhea one's a funny one because, like, on the night, the end result, you would have been like, well, that's a real bad choice for poor old Rhea Ripley. Like, they did have a banger of a match, but you wouldn't have really fancied that to be the end result. But now do you kind of have to say, like, Fair play to Charlotte Flair and fair play to WWE because they've protected Rhea Ripley by not having her be the person who gets cashed in on. Mm. And Charlotte is the one who's happy to put Nikki over. And her terrible habit of winning winning <laughs> the belt and then not keeping it continues, which is an interesting narrative. I don't want to give them any credit at all, but like I guess to a certain extent, you've got to applaud that, even though maybe the, the title switch was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I did some maths on this the other day. Carmella held that women's uh, the money in the bank for I think two hundred and eighty. A long time wasn't hers, something yeah. like that. The other four, I think four, yeah. uh, money in the banks have been held for a combined two days, four hours, and seventeen minutes. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I'm including Asuka in this. We've just got basically handed the belt the next night. Yeah. You had Bailey and Alexa obviously cashed in on the night, and then yeah. you had Nikki Ash uh, and uh, and Asuka who got it the next night. Phil, I feel was, a little bit bad uh, with all this because you left the live stream as champion and then woke up on <laughs> with me going, I'll have that belt now, mate. If, uh, <laughs> and... At least I didn't cash on on myself like I did yeah. last time. So it's all good. It's all good. Uh, what do you think of the cash? I still got bigger anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, a really, really nice moment for Nikki A.S.H. at the end of the show. Um, it's there. It's just sort of feel good, nice cash in moment. I'm fine with that kind of thing, I'm, I'm especially sli- with that kind of character. Hmm, I'm slightly worried. I've got to be honest, Nicholas, for next week's Raw because it's WWE and I know what they're like. So maybe she's champ for a for a good time, not for a long time. But yeah, I mean, as all superheroes do, picking the bones of an injured opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's. I'm not having this right because yes, that is. A, if you put it on paper like that, it sounds and looks stupid. But I think it was great, and I think, I think this is a bit like me and Michael Hanfler have this conversation many times. Is it more about the moment or is it more about the title run? I don't think Nikki Ash is going to have a particularly long title run. I hope I'm wrong, but like, I don't think that's what that character's job would be to do. Like that's, but I think that's a, such an amazing moment and such a great thing for her to have. Like that is a reflection of putting in the graft, you know, they always talk about it. I kind of hate it because it's it sort of reaffirms WWE's awful attitude to treating everyone like garbage until they literally force out an idea <laughs> that makes or breaks them, which just shouldn't be the way, but I guess some people have a different opinion on excellence. Um, but just to quickly size it before we move on, that the Roman and the Edge match, right? Mm. Really enjoyed it up to a certain point. You're right, though, obviously way too long. Didn't need to be that long. And just... The shenanigans, man. I wanted the shenanigans to be better, like be smoother, be quicker. The double Seth shenanigans was just way over, just not needed. Mm. The Charles Robinson spot was too long. Like, what happens? Just just get him out, just hit him, chuck him out of the ring. Let's do everything quickly. Not there was a lot of like, I'm going to stare at the camera for like a couple of seconds, mm. then I'm going to stare at Charles Robinson. 
Then I'm going to stare at a chair. Then I'm going to stare at my feet before they move. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? Just <laughs> do it. Get on and do it already, man. Like, it, it's really, really bummed me out because it spoiled what was, like, what could have been a really good match between those two. But I guess every jigsaw piece ended up where it needed to end up. Seth and Edge. Imagine me in 2015 getting told Seth and Edge was going to happen. <laughs> if I still gave a monkey's toss about Colby, that would have been my dream matter. <laughs> um, but... I mean, that and Cena, obviously, coming out and just getting the biggest pop in the world. Well, that was what I was going to move on to talk to you From about. you two as well, no less. I've seen the clip. I've seen the footage. RIP headphone users. Apologies for that. But we were, we just, you just had a feeling, Phil, when he, when he, he got on the mic and they'd sort of spilled out and fought off to the back. And he thought, well, it can't just end on him saying, everyone's going to acknowledge me. But still... As much as I'd said, oh, everyone's talking bollocks. You're saying, oh, his filming schedule is going to mean that he can't do SummerSlam. You still, until it happens, you're not sure. Nicholas, talk me through what happened in your household when that infamous theme hit. Um, well, <laughs> well, I was watching it the morning after, obviously, because I'm not an idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, so as the pay-per-view finishes and like Edge and Seth disappear. Roman does his line. I'm like, oh, right, that's the end of the pay-per-view. So I'll quickly chuck Twitter on. I'll go and catch up before everything. And just as I flick Twitter on, the first thing that pops up on my Twitter while the show is obviously winding down is Michael Hanford's picture of Willem Dafoe and John Cena next to each other, right? Like, with the new do and all that. And I was like, oh, that's a new John Cena haircut. <laughs> and then, obviously, all of a sudden, on my other part of my screen, John Cena comes out and starts running down. So, yes, it was very exciting, but I'd inadvertently sort of beaten myself to the punch. But I'm up for it, man. And I, I like the new do as well, by the way, just for anybody who's interested. But uh, I have to say, a thing I enjoyed more than all of this, a shout out to you, Phil Chambers, because I distinctly recall you and I were very excited when he was going to debut the new move of Doom, which was, of course, the lightning fist. Yeah. It was like a super, it was a super showdown or something. Him and Kevin, him and Elias. Him and Kyle Elias, Owens, yeah. Elias and Bobby mm. Lashley in a match or something like that. And the immediate reaction of you going into the, into the, la, the light yes. of his First pose. thing I think I was of, like, bring it was back, the first baby. thing his brain went to. I loved it. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. It was great. I did have a message from one of our bosses today saying, we have to sort out the peaking on the audio for the stream. Some of the pops <laughs> were a bit much. <laughs> so definite apologies for headphone users out there for that one. But he's back, the lightning fist. Yeah, the lightning fist was the first thing my mind went to. Uh, you've got to love John Cena in his sort of older age. He knows what he's there to do. He's just entertaining. And whatever is coming out of this, it's just going to be good fun, isn't it, really? Mm. And the, the returns kept coming. We got Keith Lee coming back and losing five minutes against Bobby. <laughs> uh, moving swiftly on from that, because we do hope, uh, well, he's, he's back full time and we hope that they rebuild him. And obviously he goes on to great things because we love Keith Lee, uh, former WCPW star, of course. Um, but let's talk Goldberg, Phil. Uh, he's back. He's next. And they've really established Bobby Lashley as, as on his level, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, definitely, with the like Kofi stuff and things like that. But this is WWE and Goldberg, and the track record there is not great for these kind of things. So you really got to hope and pray that Bobby Lashley goes over him. But the seed of doubt is always going to be there, especially on a stage like uh, SummerSlam. But it's also when 
does Big E get involved in all this? Because like Nicholas was saying, your mind immediately goes to Bobby Lashley has been sort of bullying the New Day or whatever recently, and he cannot be happy with seeing what Bobby Lashley did to his best mate at the at Money in the Bank. But the longer you sit on the Big E thing, the less the payoff is. Like surely the time is now, and then you're immediately bringing Goldberg into the mix. I don't see how you then move on to biggie once you've got goldberg out of the way you can't like repeat back to it, cycle back to it so where yeah where does biggie I, fall in all this i think you do rollins at wrestlemania but not as both people are down midway through the match i think bell rings biggie's music immediately hits big man slapping me making a triple threat baby that's what i want to see at SummerSlam. <laughs> No, because then Bill Goldberg walks over both of them. <laughs> this is true. And comes Double out with Double jackhammer. I mean, no, that would literally kill Bill. <laughs> and not in the good Tarantino way either. Oh. Um, I, I just... <laughs> oh, Goldberg, man. I don't... I just... Why? Why is he? No, like, no. I, I, I can't. I can't even... I used to find it funny when he came out and now I just, because I think at this point, like you're saying about is Bobby Lashley now on Bill Goldberg's level? I'm sorry. Bobby Lashley is levels above Bill yeah. now. Bill Bill lost to Drew. Bobby took the belt off Drew and, and has made him ever since. Bill lost to Braun and Bobby dispatched Braun to the point where he's now no longer even in the company. Like, <laughs> well, for now, we'll get onto that in a sec. Indeed, I. But, like, you know, I feel like Bobby... I feel like Goldberg should, should be a stepping stone, and yet, here we are. It's SummerSlam. But he's a draw, man. He's a draw. People like Bill Goldberg, and that pop for Bill Goldberg was still... Ah, oh, it was still quite big, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm back for one of my two congratulately obligated matches this year. <laughs> said. And I put my dress shoes on with my flared jeans once again. <laughs> I'm Bill Goldberg. And I laugh and Bobby blasted. Shut up, Bill. Shut up. <laughs> well, it wasn't the only thing that uh, got headlines on, on Monday Night Raw. It was a very eventful show, of course. But my, but my good friends, let's talk about <sighs> birthday boy Karrion Cross <laughs> and his night to forget with Jeff Hardy. Adam Nicholas, you are a long-time fan of NXT. Does Vince McMahon hate it? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, man, I've been trying to come up with ways that this is going to be all right for Karrion Cross. There's few and far between, I will admit, <laughs> but. You know, they don't deserve anybody to trust any processes at this point, WWE. But if you're really, really, really reaching somewhere on the line, if Karrion Cross losing and getting schooled by Wiley Jeff Hardy, having been undefeated and defeated some of the most formidable foes in NXT and in WWE, let's be honest. You know, if you can get past that and... And, and kind of accept that he got beat off Jeff and that, and he's now really angry that he got beat off Jeff. Like, okay, maybe that works and maybe he goes around and destroys him. But what, like, come on. I saw the parallels people were doing like between Brock's debut where he literally murdered Jeff Hardy and instead Karrion Cross comes up and loses Jeff Hardy. Like, there are like numerous examples. Kevin Owens coming up with the belt and beating John Cena on his first match. Karrion Cross can't even beat Jeff Hardy on his first match. Like, Jeff Hardy. I mean, 
Jeff Hardy, who couldn't be Jinder Mahal on main event, as we've all discussed many, many times this. Like, I'm not surprised at all. Not even remotely. The one other thing I would say, though, is have they tried to do him a favour, possibly? Is that what they're trying to do? Because do you remember how much everybody was obsessed with Asuka's undefeated streak when she came up? Mm. And it kind of became a bit of a weight. Like, that was never going to be the right person to, to, to beat her for the streak. And in the end, it was Charlotte, which kind of worked, but it wasn't maybe what everybody was dreaming of. Someone didn't get the rub who should have done or whatever. Have they just done it maybe? It's just nipping in the bud from early, so there's not this over the, like, you know, imagine getting down the line and then, then they take it off him in a stupid match. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with reasons. I've been trying all week and I don't have many. <laughs> maybe they've done it. So, like, he does this and then he loses and then he goes back to life and he, like, reassesses his situation. He's like, oh, I think I need something else. What if I get myself a manager and then I come in with someone, like, maybe a, maybe a woman. <laughs> That'd be quite good. And then we can come in and we can try again. God damn it. Yeah, and it won't be Scarlet somehow. <laughs> know, yeah. be... Somehow it won't be Scarlet. If someone had said to you on whatever what Monday, the I don't know what the date would have been on that Monday episode of Monday Night Raw, if someone had said to you, someone called Cross was gonna win the big one, right? You would have been like, it's carrying, isn't it? It's got to be carrying. <laughs> Nikki Cross comes tootling in, and carrying Cross is just like, well, Nikki Ash now, but you know what I mean. Nikki Cross comes wandering in. Cash is in, champion, carrying cross, beat off Jeff Hardy, pack your bags <laughs> and get out. And although I will say, we did get that lovely, cute moment where he was like, you've seen the clip of him where he's like smirking at Jeff's uh, no more words coming on and stuff. Have you seen that? Mm. Like, just earnestly nice. He's trying to keep the smile in. Obviously, he's meant to be a big, bad heel, but he's just so buzzing to be on the main roster and see a live audience and all that. It's nice, but also it kind of came at a cost, didn't it? Yeah, I felt very yeah. bad reading that story today in the news about them having to retape the bit we angle with Samoa yeah. because there was just deafening hardy, hardy <laughs> chance. I mean, I is mean, it salvageable, Phil? It's maybe, but it's going to take quite a while, surely. Like, you've got one opportunity to debut someone on the main roster. And if you screw that up, then you're just setting them back like a huge, huge amount of just, you're just giving yourself work to fix something that shouldn't be needed to be fixed in the first place. But I don't know, like the warning signs for this were all there. Like we were talking, uh, they, they were doing the dark matches around SmackDown mm. and we were all questioning like, oh, why are they putting him in a dark match and not having Scarlett with him? And why is like Scarlett in her own dark match separate to his? And then they did the thing on main event where he had like, none of his entrance and Scarlet wasn't there. And it's like, the warning signs have been there. <laughs> this is going to happen. I don't know why we're, we're shocked <laughs> at this point. It is WWE after all. But it's just, yeah, it just gives them work that they absolutely do not need to do to debut a character that should have been hot straight off the bat. And it makes no sense whatsoever. But they've done it for every debut in the last five years or something. Like, when was the last good debut? Was it The Shield? <laughs> Yeah, um, I would say probably Owens. I reckon that's the one that stands out in my mind. But even then, Cena had to get his win back, didn't he? So it's like, yeah. it but I mean, that felt better though because at least they had Kevin coming hot and like literally stomping on the on the US title and stuff. It was great. It felt like big. Even even like Sammy losing to Cena in that open challenge thing mm -hmm. was still way better than this because at yeah. least he was like incredibly valiant in the fight and things, and he did like dislocate his shoulder yeah. on his entrance during it, which didn't help matters. But like. <laughs> Still, at least he put up a good fight and stuff for it. But Karrion Cross is—he's big. He's like, mm, yeah, he's—he's he's Vince's kind of guy. Big. He's like got the physique. 
right? You might not be everybody's cup of tea. Sorry, Mike, the handful. But like, eat. People are into it. You know, the entrance, the package was great. That's why mm. people were into him. We just took it all off. It's the same with Keith Lee. Keith Lee, big guy, can do amazing things. Surely, like that Royal Rumble was a, was enough to point you in the right direction that this guy could be huge if you want him to be. I guess he just doesn't want him to be because they're from NXT or something. It just it did. Is that you want to take the Undertaker and go like, nah, get rid of the smoke, mate. That's really boring. Yeah. Take the hat off. Take the jacket off. None of that lightning bull. You're just gonna come out. <laughs> like, why take nah, away something that, that so fundamental to his again. package? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, to bring this to a conclusion, Phil, uh, it did feel like not only Vince, but maybe John Laurinaitis was like, oh, it's a nice dominant NXT champion you've got right there with an undefeated streak. Be a shame if something to happen to him on the main roster with a guy who could barely get on main event. Yeah, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Triple H needs to be having words is all I can say. <laughs> and there yeah. is, I guess the only saving grace is we know he's having a bad time, which is quite funny. <laughs> which is it's it's quite funny that isn't it? Because like he puts so much time into this, and like as a person who has as a bit of a lapsed NXT fan at the moment because the I felt it was going the wrong way. Like it just feels like a big like comic justice. Like yeah, well there you go. That's what you get for incorporating so many main roster elements into your show. You douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And there couldn't have been a uh, worse week for something like this, Phil Chambers, because apparently CM Punk <laughs> and Daniel Bryan are going to <laughs> AEW. Your reaction to this news this week? Uh, nuts. Obviously, it's something we've spoke about loads of times, especially CM Punk. Like, it's been spoken about for like forever since he left for like seven years or whatever. It's been <laughs> rumors about this comeback. And now it seems like it might actually be a thing. And now they're saying Daniel Bryan signed and they came so very close to each other. And then WWE were like, oh my God, The Rock, The Rock, we're bringing The Rock back. That'll do <laughs> something, please. I um, but this... exactly what they're doing now. He's yeah. back in Survivor Series. Yeah. But I don't know, this feels like CM Punk is the one that's always been talked about of the massive sort of needle changer in like bringing someone into AEW and getting that and Daniel Bryan 
in the same time is just absolutely incredible. And the amount of dream matches that are set up there and you know that Daniel Bryan's going to get some kind of New Japan deal out of this because that was one of his big things that he was always speaking about, just wanting to go and wrestle all these dream matches now, which means we're going to get Bryan versus Okada probably at some point, Bryan versus Omega at some point. And it's like, oh my God, this is actually happening. And I think, honestly, genuinely more excited for Daniel Bryan in this situation. Because Punk's been out seven years. You have no idea what he's going to be like now. <laughs> he's still not old by any means, um, like in terms <laughs> of wrestling in, anyway. Um, but it's been a lot of ring rust in there and you've got no idea the world's moved on quite a lot since he left. Uh, <laughs> but Daniel Bryan and the dream matches that can come out of this is just going to be absolutely incredible, like unmissable stuff. They're both very, very, very surprising, obviously, in very different ways, Nicholas, because we were talking about Brian not having a contract in the same way we'd say, well, yeah, Brock Lesnar's not got a contract. We all sort of know where this is going. His contract expired, but they're just, you know, they're maybe going to have some sort of relationship with New Japan in WWE. He could be the, you know, the, the catalyst for that sort of change. And uh, he, he's just waiting for the right thing to come back for. And then suddenly out of nowhere that happens. And the CM Punk thing is something that, sort of been an ongoing joke for well seven years but uh, i suppose the only question adam nicholas is who on earth could have predicted cm punk returned to the ring in 2021 <laughs> i will say this now until i physically see daniel bryan and cm punk on aw dynamite with my own eyes and they're there and it happens you'll get no comment from me about any of this <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not true. That's low. Phil's talking up for me. Like CM Punk, I know, I know everyone's going mad about Punk, right? I get it. I do get it. But I always would have quite liked it if he just never came back because I feel like, like, who's he got to prove it to? The guy was great when he was there. I feel like there's, I mean, I'd still be happy to see it, but I just feel like if it was, if I was him, I would have gone the Stone Cold Steve Austin route, me and just being like, nah, I'm good. I'll go into other stuff like, you had, a, you had your chance to watch me as a pro wrestler and it didn't happen. But the one thing I would say, I guess, is AW is the place for these guys, isn't it? This is, yeah. imagine someone saying, you know that job you love? Well, imagine loving it and being able to just do some really great stuff as well instead of like some wild old man trying to force you to do stuff you really don't want to do. Like Whilst having, yeah, so, creative control over these things as well. Yeah. And like actual like, input. And, but, but to the point where you can prove that if you've got creative control, you're not going to do a Hogan and just be like, I'm not losing. You're going to do yeah. what's best. The, the actual thing that WWE says that what's best for business will actually happen in these matches. Brian's the one for me, though. I am fascinated by the possibilities. I want to, I've wanted to see Brian wrestling in like other scenarios that aren't WWE for so, so very long. Phil's named some of the, the best ones you could possibly want him to go up against. But even stuff like, like even you can't tell me. You don't want to see Daniel Bryan versus Andrade, man. Those two never even cross paths in mm. WWE. And these are matches that are going to be there. Bryan will have had, he'll have the hotline on. I bet you he's having a word with Buddy Murphy. And he's like, hey, if I'm going to be there, you're great. Do you remember when I put you over? Come with me and we'll do it over here. And it'll be amazing. I bet you Drew Gulak's not signing any new contracts anytime soon. <laughs> There'll be so many of them who's Bryan be thinking like, these are the guys who should be on a better show, on a show that's going to care about them and actually put some time into them. So, yeah, exciting. Uh, the Punk one again. We'll wait and see. I need to physically see him there first before I can make a judgment calls. But Phil's right. It's not as straightforward as man turns up, man is great. Like, think about <laughs> how good Think about how good wrestling is today. Mm. Like, the best wrestlers in the world 
are miles better than what Punk was at his peak. And I don't think many people would be able to argue with that. They are incredible. He helped them get there, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but it's all changed a lot, man. It'd be interesting to see what he can do. Yeah, very exciting times for both men. Uh, and I want to use this moment, unsurprisingly, to plug the fact that this weekend, me and the Dadly Boys talk about both these guys. Me and Hampton talk about the future of CM Punk on Saturday. That's going to be out around midday UK time on Saturday, talking all about... Uh, could he go to WWE? Uh, probably not. Think about the room he's going to sit in if he has to try and sign that contract. Uh, but the prospective future of him and then me and Michael Sidgwick, uh, mainly Michael Sidgwick, talking for about 25 minutes uh, regarding his dream matches for Daniel Bryan. Understandably, as you two have alluded to there. Uh, yeah, talking about Daniel Bryan, or should I say Bryan Danielson, being all elite. And I just cross everything that no news breaks between now and then. And ironically, Phil... It's a good job this story has come out this week because next week the, the headlines may have already been written considering what we saw on night two of Fighter Fest. When I used to work in commercial radio, we had what's called an obit procedure when a famous person unfortunately passes away, whether it be the Queen or whoever. Do we have that ready and waiting for Chris Jericho? Because Nick Engage is going to AEW, mate. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. It's not Chris Jericho, is it? It's the pain maker. Uh, so he's going to be just fine. Uh, yeah. So looking forward to that match. The bloody night to a fighter fest, like the weird little debuts that came out of absolutely nowhere. Like Nick Gage, I don't think anyone had that on the radar for AEW at all, even though like this Matt Cardona thing's happening and he's starting to get a bit more of a name in terms of like mainstream stuff. And then Chavo Guerrero as well, coming in with Andrade. Like that came out of absolutely nowhere. Like what, what is this? They're just bringing in people left, right and center. Um, but yeah, super looking forward to this Jericho thing. Very much looking forward to Nick Cage versus Matt Cardona as well, which I think is tomorrow night. Is it Saturday night? Is it? Wow. I think so. Quick. I might be wrong by that, but that should be very, very entertaining in its own way. It, it, it's, he's just going to kill them both, isn't he? In, in MJF's defence, Nicholas, he's gone... Right, effectively a handicap match. Sean Spears can use a chair. You can't. Oh, okay, you've passed that. Next level up. I'm going to bring a killer in. I'm going to bring a man who stabbed his opponent in the throat, who uses light tubes like they're, you know, I don't know, kendo sticks or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's, if you're going to try and stop someone facing you down the road, Nick Gage is your boy, isn't he? I mean, I'm wondering how you're going to get a lay by number three after this. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that's going to be quite something. What's that, just to drop off a plane and just try and land it? Take the landing without a parachute or something? I don't know. Because there's more chances of be surviving that than surviving Nick Gage. Like, I mean, I tell you what, though, fascinating this. Like, absolutely fascinating because it won't be for everyone. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that. But it will be quite, <laughs> quite the spectacle between those two. I mean, who would have thought you'd ever get, like, ever see these matches that are starting to come out? And also just to you know, touch on the um, Matt Cardona match as well. I never thought I'd see a man get beat to death by an action figure. And then, <laughs> really, it's going to happen. Do you remember when Angel Garza booted a rose up Drew Gulak's backside? Yeah. yeah. I have a feeling he's going to be finding like an edge figure or something, or maybe even Matt Cardona's own figure while he was one of the edge heads and just <laughs> kicking it up your backside. And then maybe smash him over the head with a light tube for good measure. <laughs> maybe throughout... All these trials, uh, Jericho is just going to slightly regress 
in character. So he started off as like Monday mm. Chris Jericho. Now he's gone back a step to the pain maker. What's before that? The list of Jericho thing. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. trial's going to be something to do with lists, I guess, maybe. And then eventually <laughs> we're going to get like WCW crazy hair up in the end, like thousand and two yeah. holds Jericho. And we're just going to go back through time. Jericho. He'll come on yeah. that as well. Imagine though if his list is just what he's broken at hospital. Like that's the list. Like, <laughs> Yeah, what yeah, all of his injuries <laughs> I, I can't think you guys maybe can help me on this before we get to the hashtag really good quiz normally when someone makes a debut they either turn up and attack someone obviously or they turn up and they just stand there and they drink it all in I can't think of anyone else who's come out pulled out a pizza wheel and gone I'm going to kill you I'm literally going to kill you <laughs> It's value for money, though, isn't it? Hey, value. <laughs> You'll never forget it. <laughs> Carrying cross like gets pinned by Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Nick Cage comes out with a pizza cutter, says he's going to slice man's up. <laughs> I like how on the show that Nick Cage comes back as well. The last thing you saw was a guy getting choke slammed through two tables and two barbed wire boards. <laughs> and that's like nothing compared to what Nick Cage is going to do next week. What a, what a very nice aperitif before. before. <laughs> just to get you ready, here's a little slight taste. Just yeah. to, Was that okay? Well, you might be okay next week. <laughs> right, enough of all this. It's now time for a... Bloody Good Quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Fraser Cranium. Uh, if you want your name associated with a hashtag bloody good quiz, subscribe to What Cool Dressing on iTunes and leave us a five star review on there. Uh, Frazier writes, Wilborn, the Dadleys and everyone at What Culture have been such an immeasurable support throughout the pandemic. Your big hearted, enthusiastic, incisive and hilarious content has been so consistently uplifting. Thank you so very much. You are more than welcome, Frazier. Uh, and I know Frazier tweeted me and the Dadley boys just the other week. He unfortunately Got the Rona. I uh, hope you are well on the way to recovery from that, Frasier. But uh, thank you for that for that lovely comment, boys. Indeed. Thank you, Frasier. Also, fantastic show. Probably the best TV show of all time. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to top that. I won't try, but yes, hope you're doing well, Frasier. Always see your tweets on the old feed. Always a pleasure to interact with you. Uh, unsurprisingly, gents, this week's quiz is all about John Cena, but I tried to keep it a little bit different because we've done a fair few quizzes that may have not been specifically about John Cena, but have featured his title wins or whatever. So I've scoured the internet for rap songs. No, no, there ah. is. A, I'll tell you this: <laughs> there is a question about his rap album to come. What about Lightning? Have you? Is there any questions on Lightning? I'll tell you what. This is why. This is why I need. Is to it all about it. China? Or Taiwan? Maybe. Or Taiwan? You can like that. True or false? Taiwan is no. Uh, okay, take questions, mobile choice. Is this picture Nikki or Brie Bella? <laughs> uh, 10 questions, shout your name. Uh, wait for me to come to you. But most importantly, gents, just remember, it's just for fun. Okay. I'm over there, I just need it. Just test me, buzzer's working. <clears throat> yeah, sounds like it's going to work okay, that. should probably put this caveat in now. We were talking about this before we press record. Anyone playing along at home? <laughs> the answer I've got written down, not the correct answer necessarily. Yeah. That's what makes it part of the fun. That's I googled it. weird John Cena facts. So uh, allegedly, <laughs> I'll, I'll, every every question cool. is allegedly. There we go. I'll, yeah. I'll start. Off, I'll start. I tried to start off 
basing it somewhat in wrestling. And then, yeah, well, you'll see. Uh, question number one. Who, considering you returned at Money in the Bank, I thought I'd do a Money in the Bank theme question. Who did John Cena twat with the briefcase before accidentally breaking it and winning Money <laughs> in the Bank? Was it? Nicholas. Oh. I don't know why, but I feel so confident in this. And I, I don't know if it is. Is it the Big Show? It is the Big Show. <laughs> I don't know why I just remember his big bald head getting smacked with a briefcase. But there you go. It's really weird. They've got the full match on their YouTube channel. And obviously, it's just direct shots to the head with a briefcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah so it is. They can't cut away, but it just does that sort of jarry effect. So there's just a bald man wobbling his head about a bit, basically. <laughs> and goes, oh, well, I guess that's the brief because he breaks the handle. The handle is still swinging yeah. around, but he's got the briefcase yeah. in his hand. And he's like, well, this will have to do then. <laughs> uh, right, correct, Nicholas. Question number two. Uh, according to reports, what did, what did, doesn't do it anymore apparently, what did John Cena do to calm his nerves before matches? Was it drink a shot of tequila, do 100 push-ups, smoke a cigarette, or eat Tic Tacs? Nicholas. Well, Tic Tacs. Yeah. He had minty fresh breath when he's matches, didn't he? Uh, now, I read this. I think it was... I want to say it's on Kelly Clarkson's talk show. I may have just made that up in my head because I'm a big fan. Oh, of yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he had daily, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> 10,000 calories in Tic Tacs. Yeah. I, he must have been... That? Fresh mind. <laughs> How many? I'm doing. I'm, you know what? I'm, I should have done this earlier. You I don't have the time for this. <laughs> <laughs> you are, the clock is ticking, so you needed to leave that out. Oh, hey. Do you remember when you said you were going to do? Was it the rocks like workout menu or whatever it was? Oh my God! One, you should do that for a week, and then you should do John Cena's Tic Tac regimen for a week after, yeah. and see how you feel. Right. I'll tell you what, you'd have devastated inside, wouldn't you? Devastated. <laughs> So there's like, thankfully, thanks TikTok for telling me every TikTok is two calories. Brilliant. So I was thinking more like how many's in on those little packets. About 200 calories, basically. So it just, the whole locker room is filled with empty tick. Are you calm now, John, before you match? Yeah, I think I'll be all right now. Right. That's why you really needed giant. the money in the bank briefcase. So he had something to carry them around. <laughs> It just you could never cash in because you could hear him coming. <laughs> right, uh, question number three. This is maybe that's why he failed to cash in that time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's uh, why it was so devastating on the big show's head. <laughs> question three, Phil, you asked for this. Which of these is not a song oh. on Cena's You Can't See oh. Me album? I want the one that's not on there. Is it? Well, I don't. I don't know the names of any of them off the top of my head, so this should be fun. You know, you know. You no, no, come on. Me, <laughs> you know, bad, bad man, and that's about it, really. Okay, is it? This is how we roll. Is it? Are you ready? Spelt with an R and a U. Is it? Keep fronting, or is it? Bean Town. <laughs> I've just been watching you for the whole time while you've delivered that. I've yeah. not even really listened. No idea. Uh, Phil, why not? I'm going to go with Are You Ready? 
It is. Are you ready? Where's Are You Ready from, Phil? Do you know which album I've taken that off? WWF Aggression. It's a good guess. It's actually Macho Man Randy Savage's Be A Man album. (laughs) I've never listened to Bean Town by John Cena, but that's my, uh, that's everyone's uh, homework for the weekend. Uh, Question number four. This is something I know you both like. Question number four. What was John Cena's name in Southpaw Regional Wrestling? Oh, bollocks. Was it Clint Bobsky? Was it Lance Catamaran? Was it Tex Ferguson or was it Chet Chetterfield? Phil. God damn it. I don't know if I can actually remember. Was it Chet Chetterfield? It's not Chet Ah, Chetterfield. That was his co-host, Fandango. See, Ah, I was going to go with Chet. And now I'm trying to remember which is... So what was... Read the the three again. Clint Bobsky, Lance Catamaran, Tex Ferguson. Lance Catamaran. It is Lance yeah. Catter. All the names are so good, by the way. I was <laughs> Clint Clint Bobsky's the Jericho one, and I always remember that because there's there's some yeah. like, reason behind it. I can't remember what it is. Like an old hockey coach or some some yeah something like that. I think Tank Tex Ferguson, if I remember. One right. of the good brothers, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The other one. Tex, they always do. Yeah. yeah. Chad too bad and Tex Ferguson. Is it not Styles? Is it Styles? I can't. Remember. Maybe Styles. Styles. Was... Or maybe it's one of the. Maybe it's whoever isn't. I think it's Gallows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Styles was known as Malibu Al. Malibu Al, <laughs> the guy with the car sales fella. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Renee, Renee Paquette, Renee Young, Susan. There you go. <laughs> I think the best one may well be either Heath Slater or Jason Jordan. Heath Slater, impressive pelvis Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Or Jason Jordan, Pork Chop Jones. Good stuff, all of that. Nice. Uh, right, okay, question number five. Oh, yeah, five, number five. Uh, Cena, again, this is just reports allegedly. Cena is a self-proclaimed aficionado of what? Is it wine, beer, cars, or Nicholas. cigars? Ooh, what was that last one? Cigars. Oh, I'm going to stick with me original idea. I don't know. I just saw him and Nikki Bella drinking a lot of this together. On <laughs> I'm going to go with A, wine. It's not what I've got written down. That's my point. Is. I was going to say wine as well. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with cars then, because he definitely has a lot of cars. Yeah, he's got a lot of cars. I like these cars, but whatever website I found this on, claims he's an aficionado of cigars. But then again, that website, actually, now I remember it, claims that he won the world title from... Big shot WrestleMania 20, so maybe that, oh, uh, no points what, for anyone. Whatculture.com was that, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, question six. What job did John Cena try to do before wrestling but failed the exam, according to this website that I found on? Uh, was it? Uh, did he try and get into the Marines? Did he try and become a police officer? Did he try and become a lawyer? Or did he try and become an air traffic controller? <laughs> <Hell>. <laughs> Uh, he seems like the police officer type. I'm going to go with a police officer. Yeah. Did indeed try and become a police officer, but unfortunately failed the exam. Okay. Turned up for it. Just couldn't see. Hey. You're an empty uniform, Okay, question seven. Who did Cena insult to win the Slammy Award, much coveted, for insult of the year? Was it 
The Miz, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, or The Nexus? Bill. I don't know. In my head, before you said this, I thought it was either The Rock or The Miz. So I'm going to go with The Miz. It's not The Miz. Ah. Over to Nicholas. I don't know this because I definitely wasn't around when this was all happening. But given the fact that he buried the life out of them, I'm going to go with The Nexus. I put that in there because it really stings me when it when we <laughs> it's not it's apparently his insult for Dolph Ziggler would you like to hear it the insult of the year why yep. not <laughs> what year uh 2012 this was to Dolph Ziggler oh and to Vicky Guerrero as well to be fair you're the exact opposite. One enjoys eating a lot of nuts and the other is still trying to find his. That's crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not going to get into that because why am I nitpicking with WWE's writing? Because it's not worth it. <laughs> uh, do you want to know what the other... <laughs> I like them awarding themselves the best in yeah. sort of the year, basically that. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's like... The exact opposite of eating a lot of... <laughs> No, no. Do you want to know what no. the other contenders were? No. Nope. CM Punk calls Daniel Bryan goat-faced. Us. Seamus to Dolph Ziggler. Check out. This. Look at the other contenders. Seamus to Dolph Ziggler while Ziggler was standing on a ladder. That's important. Look at you there, Ziggler. You're finally taller than everybody. Congratulations. And uh, the other one was The Rock to John Cena. If John Cena had led the American Revolution, right now all of us would be playing cricket, we'd be sipping tea, and we'd be blessing the Queen. Right. I mean, he's assuming there's a lot of us do that in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) This was uh, also a year that crowd chant of the year was won, not by Yes, 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 by Daniel Bryan, or Cody's mustache by Cody Rhodes. Was that a chant? But by yeah, who guessed it, your friend and mine, Ryback, for Feed Me More. <laughs> and uh, Charlie Sheen was voted the top social media ambassador. So you sort of got a reflection of what happened in 2012 right there. Do you remember when he did all those touts? <laughs> and then they kind of teased him fighting Daniel Bryan, and then that yeah. never happened. <laughs> never happened. <laughs> uh, right, what a world. Okay, three, two to Nicholas with three questions to go. Uh, Question eight. What is John Cena scared of? Is it elevators, mice, spiders, or cats? He's also afraid of heights, but I didn't include that because I read that somewhere else. I read that on (laughs) whatculture.com. Phil. Elevators, just because it seems like one of these things is not like the others. And he's cheating. It's not, By not doing the exercise, so yeah. he doesn't like that. Uh, I think that's Carl Anderson who doesn't like getting in enclosed spaces uh, with elevators. My spiders or cats, Nicholas? I've never seen him with any of them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my spiders or cats? Oh my. Uh, spiders, view is too obvious. So heads, cats, and tails, whatever the hell the other one was. Mice. Tails. Mice. It's not mice, it was spiders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so close. I think it was Rhino that's afraid of mice. 
And our truth who's afraid of cats, which they had great hilarity with on a Total Divas episode. Apparently, spiders, although could be bollocks. I just read it online, let's be perfectly honest, allegedly. <laughs> uh, okay, two questions ago. Still three, two to Nicholas. What again? This could be a website they just made a load of bollocks up, but I'm using it and we're on far too far. We're in question nine now, so too late. Uh, what computer game is John Cena allegedly a fan of? Is it Call of Duty, Age of Empires, Command and Conquer, or Farming Simulator? <laughs> oh man Nicholas it's not this I just wanted to be farming simulator so much yeah, I, I realised when I wrote this question I, I'd pick that as well because I really yeah. wanted to be it's not true obviously uh, that's fine that's, that's absolutely uh, fine I just I needed it to be that yeah. technically it's oh, a I don't. farming simulator he's a fan oh, I don't I care <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Call of Duty because army stuff it's not. It's apparently Command and Conquer. Ah, the other army stuff. The other army stuff. <laughs> Damn it. Not the real best game on that list after Farming Simulator. Age of Empires. Absolute classic. Okay, Phil, <laughs> if you get this last one right, you tie it all up. Come on, Phil. Question Come on, 10. Phil. Just a reminder of what a lovely bloke he is. How many Make-A-Wish wishes has oh, John Cena granted? Is it 500, 550, 600, or 650? Well, do you want me to try and eliminate one or do you want to go for it? Go for it. Why not? That was not what I, that you confused <laughs> the options there. That's that what I say to the missus. Do you want to do this or this? Yes. Brilliant. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'll eliminate the one I think okay. is eliminatable. The lo- if, if, by the lowest one, whatever the lowest one is. I mean, technically it's correct, but he's done more than 500. So incorrect. I don't know. Good. There you go. Go. 550 then? <laughs> I have no yeah, idea. The top end. It's John Cena, man. So you would have, if you were making the question, you'd put it last to make him sound like the best guy you could possibly can. Because otherwise, if you put it like 500, then going up to 650, you're like, oh, well, <laughs> 650, what a lazy bug. <laughs> so what you second last then? 600. Let's go for it. It's 650. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> Why don't I use my own logic? Why don't you just... You were right there. You were right there. Six, it's over 650. It's an incredible achievement. Um, just a reminder, what a top bloody bloke John Cena is. Very excited to see him on SmackDown tonight and going forward, winning the title via Lightning Fist, Phil Chambers. At <laughs> Can't wait to see him try and Lightning Fist, Roman Reigns. Oh, congratulations, Adam Nicholas. Now you are the biggest John Cena fan out of the three of us. On the quiz, and uh, let us know your thoughts on a very eventful week in the world of wrestling <laughs> at What Culture WWE. Watch well, there on Twitter. Follow all three of us. You can follow Phil Chambers at, <laughs> at Phil My Chambers. <laughs> you can follow Anne Nicholas at. <laughs> You can follow me at Rapodo, and you can follow Adam Wilborn at <laughs> the noise, the noise of a lightning fist, or Adam, Adam Wilborn, whatever you fancy. At what my time is up? My time is now. You can't see me. Can't my see time, me. Is my time is now. It's the franchise into something now. You can't see me. My time is now. Stop, stop seeing this, so everyone can go and listen to Bean Town. Uh, from the You Can't See Me album. So, you think you're untouchable? Oh, oh, it was so good at WrestleMania 35 when it came out, wasn't it? Oh, 
Uh, right at what culture WWE for all of us and make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling for daily wrestling podcast myself and the Danny boys a couple of podcasts basically talking all about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan in all likelihood going to AEW subscribe there of course for daily wrestling podcasts throughout all of next week because that looks like it's going to be a pretty busy week as well but this has been wrestle culture my thanks once again to Fraser Cranium uh, for the uh, you know, associating his name with this week's hashtag bloody good quiz my thanks to Jacob Messonet for that brilliant uh, stylophone cover of uh, our intro theme my thanks to Bill Chambers to Adam Nicholas to you for joining us and we will see you soon Bravo Wrestling Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.